Okay. Uh, so I mean, let's uh, let's just get started then. Okay. Cool. Do do you is there a? Oh, I mean, I'm happy. I guess I'm already recording. So okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that works for me. Perfect. Okay. So I mean, uh, I guess first of all, what did you think? I mean, I think you read the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it through. Um, I I liked it. I knew that Samson was in there, and I have I really like the. I mean, I'm Jewish, and he's like it's like the Sandy Koufax of the Bible. Oh yeah, you know, our no, famous, our heroic Jewish guy. He's he's the only like muscular badass Jew that I think we have. Really, you know, it's like totally, and and like unambiguously cool. Like, oh, uh, all the other guys are, like, good and bad, but Samson is like, no, I'm just this very, very strong guy, and I play jokes on people, and I kill the lion. Yeah. Uh, and so it's obvious why I remembered that. You know, I had um, I had an illustrated Hebrew Bible as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and I have actually forgotten many of the stories in there, but I do remember really clearly that the... Did you ever see the old Tom Sawyer movie? No, no, I didn't. So the guy who played Injun Joe in that old movie is also what the Samson drawings looked like in the illustrated Hebrew Bible that I had as a kid after his hair gets cut, of course. Huh? Uh, so I have like a very clear memory of like those two guys being looking the same, but obviously being very different people. Yeah, yeah. Because I was saying, like, I don't remember what Injun Joe looks like. So I'm just I'm looking it up now. Okay. Yeah, that's sort of like vaguely makes sense so like him but just like shaved then yeah yeah well i'm thinking engine joe is it um, the black and white one or the one that's like yeah the black and white one. Oh, okay oh i he's... think definitely not the wow. uh definitely not the uh uh cartoon one that's coming up in my search yeah he's he's yeah. got all the various teeth jutting out and he's uh but they're like i think in like the cartoon or like the claymation one that's like oh god i remember watching it way back when because people kept sharing the one where it's uh i can't remember the name of the character i think it's it's actually it's satan in that and he's just like okay. oh it's like really trippy claymation you got you must watch this top 10 children's like buzzfeed kind of list is like i can't believe this was for kids you know and so yeah, I just went yeah. watching the whole thing and I was like, oh, this is, you know, it's obviously not any of the characters really. It's like, it's Mark Twain, but he's even then, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. He yeah. didn't, uh, he didn't really have cartoons in mind when he wrote it for sure. No, no. But I mean, I think if he had known about the cartoon, he probably would have described Injun Joe exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this yeah. gaunt flesh-rending demon with uh, giant bug eyes and uh, sharp teeth like needles. Yeah, yeah. He'll lose food to the holes in his cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, I mean, that's just uh, because of the era that he he was writing in. But, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, you know, the kind of the impression that I got. I thought, yeah, Samson was in incredibly badass. I didn't, I don't know which stories are or, like, things in the Bible are actually from it or like around it, if that makes sense. Uh, like, you know, um, like the seven sins and like, Oh, the circles of hell and then all of that. Crap. Yeah. Right. Like, right I right. thought that was in the Bible for the longest time. And right. I, I'm pretty sure it's not like, I, I haven't read the new Testament and stuff, but my understanding is it's all just um, Dante invented that when he wrote that book. Okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, of I course, mean, I didn't know. <laughs> well, I thought that the five books of Moses included Samson, and only upon like rereading it months later in life, I discovered that it really does end when they enter Canaan. And then there's a bunch of stuff that's technically in the Hebrew Bible. You know what? I confuse the Bible and the Torah. Yeah. For, I mean, most of my, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> probably I, too much of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, I did the exact same thing. Like, I'm guessing you're like more culturally Jewish, uh, you know, like in the same way that I am, where we're not, not really booked up. We're not like, you know, the right, right. Yeah. Well, I know I listened to the last episode. I know you were talking about it. And so I've actually been dating a Gentile, Shiksa, recently. And I've been trying to explain to her what it means. Like, I've been like, I'm very Jewish, but I don't believe in like God or the afterlife or eternal (laughs) souls. And like, somehow I feel like that that's like burnishing my credentials, essentially. I mean, a little bit. Like, that's one of the things where if you were in. Uh, can, like if you were in Judges, right? Like you would be one of the bad tribes who have lost their way and forsaken God and is thusly, uh, you know, uh, forsake, like, you know, God leaves them and then lets them be enslaved or uh, joins the other side briefly, like the Assyrians or whatever invading tribe to come in and then enslave you yeah. intermarrying and not believing in him. So, I mean, by the book, you're a bad Jew, but I think yeah. there, there are so many who fall into that exact, uh, sphere of belief but are still jewish you know that it's it's like it's a complex thing because it's also it's like it's a religion but it's also it's like an ethnicity but it's also like a culture but it's also it's a bunch of things at once going into what is a jew you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no i i uh this is one of our most treasured so i was three siblings and of course, uh, I'm sure you remember that before your bar mitzvah, you have to, I, I thought of this one also listening to the old episode or the last of the previous episode and you're talking about bar mitzvah stuff and you have to have a meeting with the rabbi. I think we had to have two oh, and yeah. apparently all four of us, this was uncoordinated. We sat down in a meeting with the rabbi and like had a little smirk. We're ready with our material and nobody knew what we were going to say. I mean, I think by the fourth one, my parents probably knew, but apparently we all said, well, Rabbi Glazer, you know, it's great that we're having this meeting and everything, but unfortunately, I don't think we can go through with this. And he would say, okay, well, what is, why exactly is that? And, and we would all, we, all four of us said, oh, well, I don't believe in God. So there's really no point in doing this. Okay. <laughs> and with all four of us, he was like, yeah, well, why don't we just do the bar mitzvah? It's not totally up to you. And <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't have a choice. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you thought you had an out, but guess what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, God can uh, make you not believe in him, but he also can make you do the purpose. It's like, yeah. at the end of the day, you don't, you don't report to God, you report to your parents. So yeah. you're 13, you're, you're little and they're big and they pay for you. So you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now there's, yeah. Uh, there's no choice, no choice in the matter. No, absolutely no free will. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. One of the things that struck me, I mean, like they're, they're as a, as a thematic thing, like judges was kind of cool because it's just like, oh, then the Jews get lazy and they forsake God and they just start screwing around. And then God uh, emboldens or whatever and blesses their enemies and then the enemies defeat them. And then uh, they cry out for him and then he takes them back, sends them a hero or a judge, which is the name yeah. of the title. And then I had, and then to, I had to read twice to work out that it was like the judge is, uh, it's actually a person. It's not, uh, I didn't quite get the role, but it's like Stuart almost is how yeah. I was understanding it. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I thought it was because I mean they also they talk about judges and like Exodus and Leviticus and stuff as as being like the rabbis, right? The people who judge and interpret uh, the commandments and God's various laws, and yeah. then uh, determine what is to be done. And I thought it would be about that, and it's not at all. It's basically uh, people who come and they're basically redeemers, I guess, mm-hmm, mythological mm-hmm. heroes that become either kings or saviors or what have you. They're God's hand. Uh, or fingers in the same way that he, uh, you know, freed them from Egypt. They're freeing the Jews from their own, in their own land from whoever it is that's uh, oppressing them at that particular moment in time. Yeah. 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 Okay. So did you have to pull up a map? I did. I was uh, like, what on earth are we talking about? What kind of locations are we talking here? Oh, I, I didn't even think to do that. I didn't even think like, oh yeah, of course this corresponds with a real, what, uh, what map were you using? Well, I just searched, I figured somebody had done that. I was like, if nobody has done this. So I just searched judges locations, you know, Bible book judges locations, just the most simpleton of searches. Yeah. And it has everybody. Whoa. So Samson was like pretty close to Gaza. Um, and, and then some of them were actually in Jordan. Uh, Damn. And okay, it, yeah. This is a little bit fun. So I lived in Jordan for a bit. So it was kind of fun to just like see... I was like, oh, yeah, referencing places where, <laughs> where I once was located. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the maps I pulled, I pulled up two just to kind of um, have a couple. And one of them refers to Lebanon as Phoenicia, which I think is very funny. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was pretty helpful because it really does all happen in, like, Jordan, modern-day Jordan, Israel, and Palestine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm looking at it now, and it's, like, the whole, yeah, a good chunk of it. Uh, like, Beersheba and then Gaza and then... Yeah, and then you go inwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they cross. I can't remember who crosses. I think, uh, is it Gideon or is it his who crosses the Jordan? And I guess I didn't write down that note. I have my notes here, but they aren't as extensive as they should have been. I also read, uh, so I, I downloaded King James, but then read whatever NIV is again. Uh, oh, the, so I, I tried I two different versions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the King James, it's like, it's much easier to find like usually what i'll do is and i'm going to do that now actually is i'll uh, pull up like the king james there's like king james bible online.org because i'll make notes and i'll write like one six right with the you know mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. whatever and then god cutting off toes and stuff and mm-hmm. it'll just make it really easy to jump to it but if i need to read there'll be way more these and those and stuff than right, uh, right. i anticipated you know right. but just being able to uh, quickly jump to a particular verse and a chapter in a book is very helpful, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the maps right now. And yeah, it's like Gideon is, is crossing the Jordan cause he's right in Ufra, uh, mm-hmm. Issachar, which, uh, yeah, it's just right across the Jordan river. If he comes from Jair, Jair or Jephthah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm thinking of Jephthah because there's this whole thing about crossing the Jordan, right? And then and then there's the Ephraimites and they're saying Shibboleth and Sibboleth. Yeah, that yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I was I was gonna point that out. I thought it, like, oh okay, like one, I think that's where that word comes from, right? Right. That's what I yeah, I, I, I had never thought of that either. Yeah. Like, why what is this strange? Yeah, it's, just it, it's a word of course of it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, a word of pronunciation that distinguishes people of one group or class from another. Because I know, like, the, in the like leftist podcast sphere, 
uh, there are certain words that just uh, circle around them. Like for a while, one of them was like uh, bugaboo and bugbear and shibboleth was another one that just like, I think Chapo started saying it. And then like everyone within that, like Red Scare was saying, and I think what's left was oh, saying. That's funny. Just a bunch of other podcasts I listened to. And I'd be like, they're also saying shibboleth. I wonder, but it only happened now, you know, like after yeah. people have uh, kind of pointed it out. Or, or someone says it first, and it's like, oh, they're influential enough to make that its own. And, and ironically, the word shibboleth then becomes its own shibboleth because it means that you're part of that sphere of like uh, leftist intellectual, like kind of cultural commentary podcasts, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you can, I mean, even if you see it in tweets, you're like, oh, shibboleth, okay. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who do you follow? <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. And shocked. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's definitely that's one of those words. So that was that was kind of interesting. It's like, oh, there you get the uh, the thing there. And I'm wondering what the pronunciation is that you wouldn't be able to say shibboleth. I guess like yeah, a yeah. lisp or something. Right, right, right. Some uh, yeah, shibboleth. some like tribe that that all has cleft palates, or I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Or I don't know. Maybe. Also, yeah. it's it is funny because it's there were like. You, you could have asked, you could have just like started a conversation and noticed them lisping and be like, oh, you must be an Ephraimite. But the fact that they forced them to say one word, <laughs> yeah. you're practicing for like the shibboleth test. I don't know. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, how do you know it's just not one of your tribe, but they have like a cold that day? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. It's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, let's just uh, kind of go through this like a little bit at, at a time. I'm still trying to figure out the format for this. But... Oh, also the funniest part is obviously when Abimelech is killed or he gets hit in the head with the millstone and he's dying and he's like, you have to kill me. Nobody can know a woman killed me. Yeah. <laughs> but it still ended up in the Bible. So his like strategy didn't even work. It's pretty funny. I got a huge kick out of that. Yeah. No, that was good. There's, I mean, this is actually, there are a bunch of really funny things in here. Yeah. Uh, like the whole like uh, bewailing uh, virginity, and I can't remember who is like going out there. It's someone's daughter, and it's like his only daughter, and she's like, "I I must go into the wilderness and bewail my virginity for yes, like few yes. months." And she goes out, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. Wails, and it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does I think it mean it's to bewail? Jephthah's, right? He yeah, like it, he goes home, and he's like, "Whoever I see first, I'll sacrifice to you." And of course, it's his virgin daughter. And it's like, yeah. dude, you only had you have one daughter. So it's either going to be your wife or your daughter. I mean, it's yeah. not. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I, I think it's just, you know, I think I also have this concept of the Bible as like, oh, I'm reading about people who I should emulate. But I think what it really is, is this is these are things that happen to people and you are free to determine whatever lesson. I was thinking about this yesterday, listening to the old episode. And I listened to the first one where you discussed uh, Jacob and Esau. And like, what is the message? And I, I think it's like, sometimes people, one of the messages has to be, sometimes people will behave in a very cruel and petty way towards you. And you just have to be ready for that. No, absolutely. <laughs> and sometimes it's, the world's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's, it's not fair. I mean, and I'm looking for this when you get to like Job or, or, or whatever, because I think yeah, that would be yeah. a good discussion, but just in general, it's like, yeah, like things are absolutely not fair and you shouldn't expect things. Like the power of faith is just in, in it's, it's believing for its own sake. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I think judges kind of, I don't want to say undermines it a little bit because it's like, oh, believe in God and he does things for you. But there's mm -hmm. all this time where uh, they're wandering in the desert and 
they're, you know, God is angry at them because they keep asking him for things, right? Like they ask him for food, they ask him for water, right, right. They ask him for miracles, they ask him for strength to defeat their enemies. And um, really what he wants is for them, like, to, you know, why do I have to keep proving it, right? Mm-hmm, uh, like mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if things befall you, uh, you should just kind of like accept that it's all part of some some plan that I'm doing or the things that are almost going to befall you and then I'll save you at the last minute or something like that, you know? <laughs> and that, I mean, I guess that's a running current throughout the Bible. I mean, it's, it's, the first thing I can think of is um, Abraham and Isaac is just like, oh, just sacrifice the only son that you've managed to have even with your your barren wife uh, just just for, for funsies. And like Abraham's like, eh, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's just... <laughs> He doesn't try and argue. Doesn't you know? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Bewail it, yeah. So, yeah. Damn. That's yeah. Enough. Not everybody bewails. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. There should be. You would expect a lot more bewailing in this book. I mean, it's yeah. also kind of funny with like the notion of like intermarrying and whatever with regards to virginity and the bewailing of it, uh, or not necessarily the bewailing, but like uh, basically like at the end, as uh, they destroy their enemies and like you know, or actually throughout whenever Israel like. Uh, completely obliterates uh, a city within Canaan and they're not allowed to like intermarry with these people. Right. And kind of pollute their own religion or their bloodlines or whatever. Uh, it's, they have to root out who the virgins are. And, yeah. 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 It's key. Yeah. And that, those are the ones who are, you're allowed to keep. Like it's, it's just the women. I think the children you have to kill uh, like male children, I think. Uh, and then obviously mothers, fathers, like women who have slept with anyone. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a no go. Yeah. Of course, it seems, it, it, seems off. <laughs> it does seem a bit inconsistent though, because like there are all these times where like uh, Jewish years, like I mean, Samson comes to mind, where they like fall in love or wind up marrying like a outsider, right? Uh, mm-hmm. like someone from another tribe. Like I mean, one Delilah was obviously from the other tribe, but whatever his first wife was, it also falls into that category. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's like. It's so, I, I think it's pretty inconsistent how, here, let me skip to that part, but how insults are taken. Like Samson feels insulted, but then it's, uh, then he even gives them another chance and they also blow that. Oh, yeah. Where was that? That's like 14. Uh, let's see. Yeah. He sees the young woman and, oh, he had the whole lion thing. The lion thing rules. But then he tells them the answer, tells her the answer to the riddle. She spoils it for him and everybody. He gets kind of mad at her. Oh, I love the if you had not plowed with my heifer. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I don't. I, I was actually I was trying to figure out what exactly does that mean. And like I paused. I mean, I didn't think about it for too long, but it's like what I, I read it as like if you hadn't talked to my wife, <laughs> like my heifer, you know, my my female cow. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. It's, and it was different in the King James. Here, I'll actually open up my Kindle. Yeah, no, no, in in. Uh, I thought one thing that was interesting is the King James, because uh, at various points, it says it refers to the Israelites as like whoring themselves out in the King James. Yeah. But in the in the modern one, it says prostituting. I think that's an interesting, like a more modern one would be like sex working. You've sex worked yourselves. Sorry, that's a pretty lame joke. Okay, go to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. No, no I found it. Okay, it's uh, uh 14, 18. And the men of the city said unto him on the seventh day before the sun went down, what is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion? And he said unto them, if ye had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. And uh, Right, because she told them, she spoiled it. Yeah, no, she ruined ruined it. 
And he's always, you know, women are always just like begging him because she cries for seven days. And he's like, fine, I'll tell you. You want to know that badly? I'll tell you. Yeah. And then he tells her and she immediately tells somebody else. And he's like, are you kidding? <laughs> well, isn't it like, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm looking at this now. Uh, okay. Cause like, like the people that he was like, uh, it was like they had, he had, they had to answer the riddle within seven days of like feasting and hosting him and so forth. Uh, and they threatened his wife. And that was like, that was it. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, uh, um, uh, entice thy husband, then he may declare unto us the riddle, lest we burn thee and thy father's house with fire. And so in revenge for that, um, in chapter 15, what he does is he catches uh, 300 foxes. I know, it was awesome. <laughs> And he ties the foxes together and lets these uh, foxes that are on fire run through their fields and just burn them all down, which yeah. is like uh, yeah, unbelievable. That's an incredible thing to do. And that's like one yeah. of the things about the Bible is like on the one hand, it's, you know, oh, these are like real historical. But on the other hand, it like delves or ventures into something so fantastical that it becomes funny. Like that's, I think, really part of the uh, the magic of it and the poetry of it is in uh, the exaggeration of, I don't know, every everyday things and people ripping things in half or lighting foxes on fire. Uh, it, like you get to the heart of like what, you know, there's, there's an element of like humanity in there. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, and then they start playing hardball. I mean, right after they kill her and her father and then he's like, okay, fine. And just murders them. Yeah. He just slaughters about as many as he wants. And then he does the very famous ass of a jawbone, jawbone of an ass thing. Yeah which rules. And I, there was also a part earlier on where somebody kills, I forget who it was. There's just so many freaking judges, but one of the judges kills like a hundred people with an ox code. And I was like, yeah. what's with this book? And like people using like farm implements and objects to murder others. The ox code I think is uh, here. I just, I, yeah, just I, I, meant, I meant to look that up and I didn't, but it's, it's like a, it's some kind of tool. I, I did look it up, but then forgot. Yeah, it's like it's basically like a oh god, it's like a hand scythe, but instead of like being like a long sickle, it's it's really short. It's short as hell. Mm-hmm. Is that an ox goat in your hand? Yeah, uh, and it's like it's. Well, I I read it as like, uh, and then you kind of like tap them, almost like a riding crop if it were a horse. I don't know. Maybe I totally misunderstood it. I think it's something that you see in like pastoral images, like ox ox drivers carrying, right? Yeah, I I wouldn't know. Like for for me, like this thing looks pretty sharp. So like the the concept of like poking an ox with, I mean, maybe it's like they didn't sharpen it that much. It's just like a uh, yeah, it's a cattle prod. That's what yeah okay what it is. It's a cattle yeah. prod. Interesting. Yeah, it's the Judge Shamgar who wields. Yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Right. The only thing he did that was interesting was uh, the was ox that. code thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like a lot of these guys just kind of like blended together as far as names go. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I had the classic thing of like, oh, Samson's in that, and then yeah. I mean, there were a lot of I'd say interesting moments, but it's obvious why I only remembered him. Let's say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of caught when I cottoned on to like, oh, the ju- like they're they're gonna turn away from God and God's gonna give revenge upon them. 
and uh, deliver them into their enemies. And then he's going to make a judge and the judge is going to save them somehow by killing someone or sneaking into like uh, the king's tent and cutting off his toe or something. And then there'll be 20, either 20 or 40 years of peace. And then uh, the people of Israel will forsake him again. And it just repeats that happens yeah, yeah. eight to 10 times within this book. Yeah. Oh, and it's like, no, wait, there are more. Cause I'm looking at like, I got the Wikipedia open and it's like, Oh, there are like, uh, Othniel, Ehud, Deborah, Gideon, Abimelech, Jephthah, Samson. So that's like eight. And then there are also six minor judges. So Shabbat, yeah, yeah. Tola and Jair, Ibzan, Elon, Abdon, um and it's like there's just so much and most of it it winds up being the same it does like i fell into it as i was reading this like a kind of uh hypnosis where i'm like uh okay this person tent peg through the head that's pretty badass up and then oh, i liked the tent peg through the head i agree with that i, yeah. I thought that very very badass yeah but that was just that like wasn't... lie down for a moment <laughs> what yeah, do you know but, but that was like sisera who was like on the other side right so yeah. I thought Cicero was, and the other problem was there's no introducing these people. So I had to read that uh, chapter like four times to figure out that Cicero, of course, it, it, initially I was like, oh, that must be a woman. I missed yeah. the part where it's a, refers to him as a he, but it just like the name, it looks like the word sister. So I assumed woman, wrong. Yeah. And I no, think he was actually a Canaanite. Reverse. Yeah, it's the reverse. So uh, Cicero was a Canaanite uh, under King Jabin of Hazor, and it was Jael or Yael or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. who drove the tent peg in right she's, uh she's a woman well like that's another thing that i i saw or noticed is there seemed to be a lot of women in this particular chapter who are like i noticed that as well things. yeah like deborah being like oh she's the priestess and i'm like i don't know I, I, like it has nothing to do with anything but just the, the concept of like deborah and barack uh as far as names go and it's like huh this is starting to reach the point where uh people seem to have normal names now yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Where it's just people have been in modern society have been named after biblical characters. So to me, these names are normal and we're reaching the point where like more and more, uh, I guess, normal names are coming. It's like, oh, it's just it's Simon, of course. What a normal mm -hmm. name for a person to have. Or at the time it was kind of novel, I imagine, right? Before people naming themselves after this. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, and Dan, I thought Dan was funny. I mean, of course, I'm sure it's pronounced differently and blah, 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 but yeah, yeah or, Dan. And, and also, no, it's not short for Daniel. Yeah, yeah. and also Ofra. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, appreciate could, that. could it be Ofra? The legendary... <laughs> so you that... get an ox. You get an ox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured that was going to keep on happening. Uh, I mean, one thing I thought was uh, very cool was when they were talking about Othniel, who is, uh, so Caleb is like the first after Joshua dies in the previous book, Caleb's like the new judge, the new king. And um, so he needs like an inheritor. You have his first, uh, his first brother or something like that. I don't know, mm -hmm. Othniel, uh, who marries uh, Caleb's daughter. And I thought that was like kind of interesting. I'm like, what, doesn't that violate some Hebrew laws? about incest like if you're an uncle marrying your niece what mm -hmm. like that's forbidden right and i looked at it and i think it just means that you're it's child uh, uh childless it's like she just will be barren and won't give birth and i didn't really track whether that happened because i'd already read past it i just like looked back but it's just like oh that's perfectly fine and normal because othniel then becomes a judge you know yeah wait which which book was that oh or, this uh, sorry, is chapter. In, uh 
chapter three, verse uh, nine. Uh, yeah, and even the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. The Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel who delivered them. Uh, Othniel, the son of Canaz. Oh, that's Caleb's right. Yes, this one brother. was so short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't talk about him. Um, it's in one twelve is when he does the marriage with his niece. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and Caleb said, he that smiteth Karashifer and taketh it to him, I give Aksa my daughter to wife. And Othniel, uh, Caleb's younger brother, took it. And he gave him, Aksa, his daughter, to wife. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, no problem. Yeah. Well, and there's so many points. I think it's interesting uh, throughout it, it, it. Sometimes it's kids saying that they did evil. And sometimes they'll say what the evil is. And sometimes it's like, oh, well, you, you can guess what the evil is. You know, I thought that was interesting. Oh, Usually, yeah. like, if it was a worshipping the balls, they said what the evil was. Yeah. But sometimes they don't say, it's like, okay, was that, is, like, the incest coming up again, or... Yeah, exactly. That kind I don't, of other, I feel yeah. like that arc doesn't get resolved with the incest yeah. thing. But yeah, um, yeah. it comes, like, I really noticed it at the end with the Benjaminites. Uh, because yes, yeah, yeah. they explicitly, it's like, uh, one, it's a pure um, parallel, like, echoing of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Uh, to to bring it up, so it's in 1922. 19. Yeah. Yeah, 1922. Okay. Uh, whoops. Uh, now, and I, you know, what I really liked this is like kind of. Uh, I guess it's like kind of poetic, but the in those days Israel had no king, and then it, that and it, they mention it a few times, and then the the book ends with, you could just do whatever you wanted. I think that's like a very. Oh, yeah. I thought that was like a very humorous, like, yep. I mean, people, they were just kind of, it's kind of like the aristocrats. Like <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah. Joke. Well, I mean, that's, and that's really kind of like highlighting the importance of it, like in the grand scheme of things is like, this is what happens when you don't have like a strong leader to guide the people is that it's uh, people are redeemed and then they fall and then they're redeemed again. And then they fall. And this continues for eternity of like the gaining <laughs> and losing of control of the land of Israel that was promised to them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and you know it's so funny because I mean we were talking earlier about confusing the Bible with the Torah. At the end of the the Torah, it's like, yep, they looked over Canaan. Moses wasn't allowed in, but you know, at long last, forty years in the desert, finally the land of milk and honey. And then yeah. these books afterwards are like the Israelites' life in Canaan was incredibly hard. They were constantly warring with like the Canaanites. People were getting murdered left and right. Like the yeah. Israel's the they couldn't stop sinning. It's it's very like it's obvious why they didn't really tell us about this part. Cause it's like, Oh, life never got easier. Life was always insanely hard yeah. back then. Well, I mean, it's funny. Cause it's also like what I, it, it's hard not to read constantly about Israel in this Bible and not think to the modern day current Israel and be like, huh. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if Israel were like, let's say, you know, God forbid someone drops a nuke on them or something, I don't know, or they all just decide to leave. Like they, yeah, God forbid. Ilan Omar and AOC give them a stern talking to, and they say, you're right. So we got to leave. And they do. <laughs> um, then, then it's like, Oh, that's just another thing that happens in the Bible all the time. You know, <laughs> is that they, they get kicked out or they um, are conquered or whatever. For however many years, 40, 120. I mean, I think 20 and 40 is like the numbers that come up all the time in this chapter because that's yeah. um, the length. And I think it's is that like a generational replacement thing? Were you wondering yeah. the same thing as I was? Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's just generations. It's just uh, yeah. one generation is 20 years. So yeah. Then you get a whole new crop of Canaanites, Canaanite men who are going to kill you. 
Yeah, exactly. In Canaanite virgins. And also I was thinking to myself that they're probably like, you're 38. They're like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, I don't like what's coming next. <laughs> oh yeah. We've been good for 40 years, but every 40 years, something bad happens to us. And <laughs> yeah, no, and that's, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. And also it seems like there's like a loss of, uh, like as far as destiny or control goes, because this seems so cyclical. Yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. inevitable, right? And it seems like also I one thing I kind of noted was like God is so incredibly forgiving. Like one of the things is that you know they keep bringing up is God is jealous, right? He's a very jealous God. He doesn't like mm-hmm. losing his followers, losing his flock, but he also loves it when they come back. You yes. know, like he never says, you know what, that was the last time. The implication from judges is this is just going to happen forever and he's fine with it. He's fine with being intermittently worshipped and obeyed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and when he finds Gideon and he's like, Gideon, you're the next judge. I'm raising you up. Gideon is skeptical and God doesn't make him do anything difficult. I mean, I, I the like fleece. there are the levels. Fleece yeah. The, the fleece is probably the most underwhelming miracle. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I laughed out loud. So yeah. in order to like, uh, God, if you are truly, if I am truly your agent and soldier and uh, the judge to liberate Israel, uh, I'm going to put this uh, fleece jacket on the ground. Yeah. And if it's dry in the morning, but the jacket is uh, moist, then I will know. And then, lo and behold, the jacket is, it's moistened. <laughs> and he's well, like, and then people are like, come on, that's, we don't believe it. He's like, no problem. If the jacket <laughs> is dry and the ground is wet, then will you believe me? And the people are like, okay, sure. And yeah. it would work. I mean, you know, there's nothing like, yep, you had to go to the top of the mountain and sacrifice your firstborn son. There's none of that. He, he wants them back. Yeah. You know, he's ready to bring them back into the fold. Yeah. Well, Gideon's the one who proposes the miracle. And that's what I find yeah. so funny about it. It's like, yeah. oh my God, you, you fucking, you loser. You could have asked for anything. Like a miracle is like, a, you could have, could you ask for something cool? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Ask for two fleeces. If I, I put one fleece in the ground, if there are two in the morning, then, yeah, yeah. you know. If it turns anything. into gold or it turns into a, what was it called? If it turns into an ephod overnight. Yeah. Then I'll believe that you're God. Exactly. Like literally, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you're talking to the Almighty. Well, yeah. I, the other thing that I was explaining to um, uh, my the Gentile that I've been dating is that uh, God is like, he participates less and less over the course of the Hebrew Bible. And I did start to feel that in this chapter where he like, he's in, he's out, he's selling them out, he's helping them out. But he's, you know, he's bestowing power in the judges. He's not really doing it himself. Yeah. And, and he's starting to talk to them through the angels versus like as himself. So I do think like, I can't remember what the timeline is exactly, but I'm pretty sure he starts to communicate less and less directly. So I think that's an interesting part of it as well. Yeah. I mean, and he's he does- doing like lesser miracles. You know, he's not flooding the earth anymore. He's making the, the fleece wet or the ground wet and the fleece dry. But, yeah, exactly. Or just making yeah. people like, oh, he's going to be really strong. I can't remember who it is. Is it Gideon where he says, like, you will uh, slaughter 10,000 men by yourself? Was that him? There was yeah. one guy he, like, empowers to do that, which is, again, just pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Imagine, like, God telling you that, you know? It's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I mean, I I think that's why I think I'm pretty sure it was Gideon and that's why he asked for the proof of the, the wet fleece. (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. Because I mean, it's like, Oh shit. 10,000 guys. I I need, (laughs) I need sure fire proof. Like I gotta be, there's no way that this could possibly grow, go wrong. Make, make it wet. Um, And lo and behold, 
but yeah, you know like, what I did remember was the drinking from the water, oh uh, using your hands or on your knees. I do remember that from my illustrated Hebrew Bible because it was such a strange. I just remember being like, "What on earth is going on?" Because all right, so the way because I I read it like a couple times and my brain just kind of glazed over and I'm like, "Whatever, fuck it." But it seemed to be that you will find 300 men and whoever drinks from the water like a man, as opposed to drinking from the water but like a dog lapping it up with their tongues, those are the people who will uh, be your soldiers. And so 300 people use their hands or something instead but, of. But that's like what was funny. Yeah, dunking your head into the water like a that's dog? That's supposed that to be common? the good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's <is> disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that's so stupid. I was like, I can't, I can't fucking believe this. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, he t- and it talks about how, like, the ratio, it's like, of the 20,000 men present, only 300, like, drank normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There, and there's, like, a comic What's element that? to it, because it's, like, these bizarre tests. He's like, okay, now we're going to go slaughter 25,000 people. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. like, exactly. stand on one foot, now stand on the other foot. Okay, let's go do, like, genocide. Yeah. That, thou who can uh, uh, rub thine belly and pass thine <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> You'll notice that some men are rubbing and patting, and then they slowly transition into rubbing both. Those men are not worthy. Yeah. Uh, and the the angel said unto Josephus, uh, Josephus, I whatever, uh, if your hand is bigger than your face, <laughs> yeah. then you can destroy. <laughs> yeah. God asked Gideon if there was also something on his shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. God, God yeah. asked. Uh, God asked Gideon if he knew what uh, Updog was, and yeah, God yeah. answered the Lord's riddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just think like, just be like, look, there's ten thousand of you. It'll be too easy if I have ten thousand. So I'm just going to take the three hundred tallest. Or yeah. like, if you can't lift this rock, you can't come with. But no, it had to be some bizarre like water drinking test. Yeah, I mean, I think God, that's some like kind the... of like water sports fetish. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoever whoever can drink the most pee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you know, you know god what? told me that's what there, god said there's 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 gotta be i mean you know the false prophets uh is a big thing that that comes up apparently that was like common it's common enough that it's in um it's in leviticus or or do you know it's in deuteronomy where it's like beware false prophets if you follow them whatever but it doesn't say how you're supposed to know who's who so it's <laughs> like all right well uh <laughs> Whoever, whoever sucks my dick the best will be blessed by the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. I'm looking through this. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, let me see what my other notes were. Yeah. I mean, Samson also plays some classical tricks. I thought that was kind of going back to Samson again, because that was the one I like. Samson really, ruled. I'm happy to talk about him all day. Yeah. We, it's, it's, he's such a badass. Like the he's part so where cool. Delilah is like, eh, honey, what's what's the secret to your strength? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, that part was brilliant. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, oh, it's, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't deal with it. Man, if, if someone fucking, if they tied me up and yeah. put like seven reeds around my wrist, I'd be helpless. And, you know, uh, she goes back, she's like, it, it's the reeds. If you tie him with reeds, he can't, <laughs> you know, and they do. And then he rips out and slaughters them. And you'd think he would know that it's Delilah who's doing that, right? Right, right, right. But, yeah. How many people did I tell about the reeds? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, damn, they tied me up with reeds. Shit, that doesn't do anything, but that's kind of weird. She's like, honey, <laughs> what's your real secret of your strength? He's like, oh, well, I'll tell you this one for sure, for real. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, obviously he, he must know because he's playing the jokes, right? 
but also he just keeps saying it and eventually he just tells her about, about the shaved head and then she does it and then uh and then he brings the temple down on them yeah Isn't yeah that- he he's he's he i think there's like a element of where he's like look i'm invincible like I, eventually i can just tell you like what's gonna happen to me i'm samson <laughs> you yeah. know I, I kill people with the with the jawbone of an ass and of course he's totally wrong yeah and i don't think he says the secret of my strength is my hair he just says Oh, like I have never had my head shaved in my life, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, doesn't seem like a power. But then you think about like, oh, like the all the stuff with his parents uh, It's like, oh, like your your um, I can't remember what his parents were, names were, but like a prophet. I don't even know if they're named. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, oh, yeah, and okay. the prophet comes up to them. is like you're going to you're uh, carrying the son. Uh, like you're in your in your belly, who is going to liberate the people of Israel? He's a judge and he's magic, so that means you can't drink or smoke or shave for the next I don't know while you're carrying him or something. And then there are a bunch of other rules in line with that, where he had like Samson is basically keeping the covenant as well. So long his as dad he... has a name, Manoah. Manoah. But his, his mom does not. Yeah. Okay. Manoah. No, it is. It is like uh, they had to. They have a long conversation about it, where they're like, I guess. I mean, they're, they're like it's like three or four verses here where they just talk about what not to do before Samson is born. Yeah. No, I mean, you know what? Maybe that was it. The reason he was like so strong was just because there was the only mother the only in- without fetal alcohol. <laughs> exactly. In in the world where everyone's got like, <laughs> why is our son so tall? <laughs> every, everyone's got palsy and like Crohn's at birth, and like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one who's like. He was the the strongest, uh, tallest man uh, f- at five seven. Uh, that yeah, made it- right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so he brings the house down. So the temple is my favorite part. That's right. so amazing. I mean, they Delilah. I always thought she tricked him, but the truth is, like, it's not really a trick. He kind of tells her what she could do, and he really should have known better. Yeah. And he does, and he has that moment in the temple. Where he's like, God, I've screwed up. You know, I laid with this woman. I told her my secret. I wasn't supposed to tell anybody, but I thought it was okay. But what yeah. about like you and me one last time? <laughs> exactly. Like, he's like, I don't want to be, right. yeah, he's like, I don't want to be free. I just want revenge. I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible. And it's like, it, this was a multi-story building with thousands in it. And Samson, who was chained there, uh, killed them all by, by collapsing it on their heads. And it's like, yeah, oh, that's so, so cool. Just imagine yeah. him full of rage, like screaming and. The oh yeah dust clouds you know rip and tear he's got bfg division playing in the background and, yeah. i mean you really could put be you know, like that the kind of doom music in anywhere for his parts and it would make sense like oh yeah just rip and tear with the uh the jawbone it's so cool and the lion and he like kills the lion and like ah i got this is great honey but i can't tell my parents it's just like <laughs> such a weird fantastical like hey, yeah. here's some honey i found a beehive yeah well it's, it's, well, not stung but like, don't let it bother you yeah, yeah. i mean i think it's because it's like oh like my parents can't know that you're magic or something or like she was uh she wasn't part of the tribe of israel she was like outside of it right so maybe that's why it's like they would wait be- but i thought it was his own parents he doesn't tell where he gets the honey is it her parents did i just totally misread it yeah i think it's hers oh because that's okay, where okay. because that's the uh where the riddle comes in right i might be wrong on that i um i think it's his yeah he told neither his father nor his mother 
okay. So they're just like, he's just like on the way and he kills a lion. Yeah. He doesn't tell his parents and they're like, I mean, <laughs> what's that moment like, you know? Yeah. But he goes, he goes and then the carcass. Oh, I, I guess. Uh, oh, that makes sense. See, I misunderstood. I thought there was like a magical element. I think I read it a little too fast, and he like killed the lion, and immediately there was honey. But it looks like the bees just moved into its its carcass. Oh, okay. I thought like that's how I read it. it was like he ripped open the lion, and there was honey inside, and he was like, "Awesome, yeah, yeah wow, special lion." Yeah, yeah. No, I guess not. Um, yeah, I mean the last thing to I mean we brought this up earlier, but the lot parallels in uh, nineteen twenty two with the Benjaminites. Yeah, sorry, yeah, we get back to the Benjamites. Yeah, and it's like, oh, they were making merry, and behold, the uh, men at the city, uh, certain sons of Belial beset the house. Uh, so I mean, like, I guess the context for this is, um, uh, oh God, Benjaminites. Yeah, sorry, I don't have the name written down. Uh, but basically, it was for... like a, it, it was it was basically there was a Levite and there's a concubine and she's traveling. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. She stays at his house. And... No, I don't think they name him ever. It's just the old man. Yeah, he's just an old man, and the concubine is there, and he's staying within the the Benjaminite kind of area, and uh, they notice that he uh, has brought a strange guest, and so the Benjaminites surround the house and they demand that they can fuck the strange guest. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just like these like weirdo marauders. It's very like sick yeah not in the cool way like in a like a very like evil yeah yeah uh and no it's actually it's a it's another man that they're uh bring out the man that came to your house that we may know him and the man the master of the house went out to them and said no my brethren do not act so wickedly seeing this man is coming to my house do not do this vile uh thing uh behold here are my virgin daughter and his concubine bring them out now ravish them and do what seems good to you but don't do it to this man but the man would not listen uh, so they seize the concubine and, and just then... the concubine. I had to read this like three times to make sure yeah, the, the thought... virgin daughter is like never mentioned again. She escapes unscathed. Yeah. And I thought they took the, like they were there for the concubine in the first place. Cause she's right. brought up a few times. Right, um, right. I mean, and I guess that shows one that we're, you know, like I, I poor reading comprehension, but also maybe this book might be uh, difficult worth rereading a couple of times, but anyway, yeah. uh, seize the concubine and they basically all knew her. Uh, all night until morning and then uh, she came back to the house uh, tired and battered and then she died on the doorstep yeah, so he just uh, awfully sad it's oh my god it's disgusting like this was yeah. like visceral to me i'm reading that i'm like holy shit yeah yeah are yeah. Evil. yeah <laughs> and just monsters. like crawling down and, and nobody's like checking that she makes it back okay not that she was gonna make it back okay per se but like yeah. they're like oh well she's gone i guess we'll sleep I yeah. don't know. I mean, I guess there must have been, they must have been afraid. I think that the, the part they don't, they never talk about how people are feeling, yeah. but they must have been terrified. So maybe they weren't sleeping at all, but they were just like locking the door. I mean, it's not clear. I wondered a lot about like the fact that she only makes it to the threshold. And nobody lets her in or yeah. checks on her. And yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just that she just managed to get that far. And then, yeah. yeah. Cause how would they know? Right. If she came back like first thing in the morning, and then just collapsed around there. Then she didn't even manage to knock. Right, right, right. I don't know. Because yeah, that, that's like the only place of refuge in all of, uh, what, Gebeah? Is that? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And it's it's totally his fault, by the way. The old guy's fault. He like, oh. totally cannot plan. No, he just, he. I mean, it was because he wanted to let the man out. And, or, yeah. He wanted to keep the man safe. Yeah. 
which well, and, but they, don't they end up having to go to Gabea because he like does? They had this five day feast at the beginning of this uh, chapter. Yeah, it's which uh, also again, like I read it two or three times. I was like, I don't really know if I can tell what's going on here. But then he changes his mind. They start going to Jerusalem, and then yeah. there's also the servant who doesn't get mentioned again. And then they go yeah. on, but they're also tired, and they get there at night. You know, like I think it's the getting there at night that makes it a problem. Yeah. There's something about like arriving at sunset and everybody gets all hot and heavy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe, it's, and it's also like like in theory, hospitality is like something that you like should be offering, right? I think that's yeah, like yeah. part of the lesson here. It's just like, oh, the only one who would offer it is uh, is the old man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. So we can keep going because he he does this crazy thing. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Do you want to? Yeah. So he. Uh, oh, oh, he cuts her up into twelve pieces. It's and you know what I thought yeah. of right away was Merchant of Venice. Actually, really. Yeah, because he has the whole pound of flesh thing, and there is this like, I mean, even I think reading that as a high schooler, I was like, there's something weird about this pound of flesh deal, and I don't think my teacher did a very good job explaining it. But I think I feel the same way about this uh, these twelve parts, where it's like, no, this. This, I'm not supposed to read this and think, oh, this is just what people did back then. Like, no, this is this very grotesque thing to yeah. do. Yeah. And it's it's got everybody's stomach turned. Yeah. Sorry, why why I'm, I'm trying to, to read through it where the pound of like how does a pound of flesh like factor into it? Oh, they owe Shylock a debt and yeah, he's yeah, no. okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he says, uh, I I don't want to receive money, I want to receive a pound of flesh. And the characters are like dude, that's kind of a gross thing to ask for. And so I think upon first read, if I remember how I thought as a you know 15-year-old correctly, upon first read, I was like, weird that they would do things like this back in Italy in that time period. And then uh, like rereading it then and then rereading it when I was older, was like, oh, this turned everybody off of Shylock. Everybody was kind of freaked out that he wanted a pound of flesh. Nobody yeah. thought that was okay. Yeah. Well, it's also um, like the, the pound of flesh. It's interesting because like what he wanted was not uh, like a finger or anything, right? In repayment for that. Yeah, yeah. He no, he wants the heart. the meat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, the reason that uh, I thought that they divided the, the concubine into 12 pieces is because she represents like a symbol of like the 12 ty- tribes of Israel and how they've fallen from God. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, we they've need been to defiled, do something yeah. about we need to do something about the Benjaminites because they have gone entirely too far. They have literally turned into Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, you know, figuratively, but I mean, basically, it wasn't yeah, that so interesting too that they did twelve, but it's like one of them. <laughs> this actually confused me because I was like, but one of them is the problem. So shouldn't you have done eleven and send it to the eleven other tribes as like a message that yeah. we're all still? I don't know. It was maybe we to do twelve, like, and yeah, yeah, but it would have been it was just to like link them symbolic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, obviously they do, they do punish them. All the twelves come together, and. Oh. Um, and the Benjamites, they actually just ask for like, okay, bring the rapists out and we'll uh, punish them appropriately. And we'll execute them. And then the rest of you go free. And the Benjamites are like, no, fuck that. We, we love our rapists. We, uh, we don't, we think that they're innocent. Actually. Uh, we think yeah. the woman who lied and made it up. Yeah, if that's rape. Then lock me up. <laughs> exactly. We, we need to, we, we need to ask the rapist side of the story. Yeah, it's yeah. We just don't understand them. It's, yeah, it's all context. It's taking taking it way out of context. Um, but anyways, yeah, and then just twenty minutes of action, as they say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, then, all of the uh, other tribes of Israel go to war against Benjamites, which is another thing. It's also, I think, like this is the only part in Judges 
and then actually thus far where Israelites fight against each other. Like, I mean, there have been like, like arguments and stuff, but this is like the first time that they've ever really gone to anything that can be considered like a war, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. thus far. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, sort of like, like civil conflict, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like a, a, a kind of uh, showing like a general breakdown within, I guess, faith or cohesion within the people of Israel, you know, is their ability yeah. to actually keep the covenant and, and keep themselves. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing that's really interesting uh, is like for a lot of it, I mean, uh, if you could see this way, like the good guys win, right? Israel ends up overcoming them. But the Benjamites, they like put up a great fight. And it's not, it feels like very unjust that they like did this horrible thing and then like very competently defended themselves and like killed a ton of Israelites. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was, that was like interesting to me as well. There's no like, they're not, the Israelites are not imbued with any like, you know, virtuous, like, well, because you're, you're on the right side of this, then you're going to be more successful. Like they take really, a lot of people die on their side. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, and then you have to wonder like whether, I mean, obviously God likes to, to, has no problem with punishing uh, uh, Israelites who uh, displease him. Right. But if you have like two of them fighting with each other, like he didn't choose to empower like the, the other 11 tribes, which, it's yeah, it's just it's just taken as strictly a fight. And I think there's there's something to that in itself because it like demonstrates that yeah, the people of Israel are like taking steps even within themselves to like root out uh whatever degeneracy or or unfaithfulness yeah. or, or covenant breaking. Well, in verse one is it says they assemble before the Lord, but he doesn't actually say anything to them. You know, it's all conversation between them, and they don't even talk to him until where is it? Verse 18, and he's like and they're like, well, strategy-wise, what do you think? And then God tells them Judah goes first. But it isn't, uh, you know, he doesn't, they, they seem to be, you'd think he would say like, I guess in the past he was always like, these people have acted against me, you all need to do something. But in this case, they said, we need to do something before God told them what to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Know, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the fact that like he, he did actually kind of like advise them a little bit, it's like it, it's to show his where he's standing. But yeah, he's not actually doing a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not empowering. It's just. Uh, oh wait, there we go. Well, because hmm. here, like verse thirty-five, and the Lord smote Benjamin before Israel, and the children of Israel destroyed the Benjaminites. Uh, you know, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also like it's, they're they're his sword. Um, right. Well, it's yeah. It doesn't. I mean, it isn't. You know, the Lord defeated Benjamin, the Israels struck down 25,000. It's like, okay, well, maybe that's just saying that the Israelites won. I feel like he's definitely like light touch in this one, you know? Yeah, no, he's starting, he's starting to ease off. He, yeah. he really is. And I mean, yeah, if he only gets involved like every like, what, 20 to 40 years to right, right. some little uh, light touching and shoving. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's like 40 years. Okay, we're about to get owned by the Canaanites, but we're about to see God. So it's like... Is that good? Is that <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that really, you know, if you're a, a person who wants to live close to God or, or touch, have your life touched by God in some capacity, like the best thing you could do is live in like the era of the highest degeneracy possible. Because yeah. that means he's, he's, he's probably, he's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's peaceful, it's like, uh, he's, you know, I'm never going to see, I'm never going to see God. I'm not going to see a goddamn miracle. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, could I? Could it be any worse? <laughs> Sodomizing people for decades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many more people do we have to rape to see God? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, his, that's his summoning ritual. 
if everything's going well, he, he's surprisingly absent. But uh, the town abacus is just how many rapes. Yeah, yeah. we're figuring it's around three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> clocking in the rape factory, we're putting in uh, eight thousand rapes a day. We are by yeah. by my uh, estimations, we should be seeing going on about all seven eight months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, rid of God summoning. Exactly. I mean, you know what? Then that's and that's not that different from like what the what the pagans do or whatever. I mean, according to the Bible, I don't know what they the actual uh, ball rituals were, but I can imagine. Uh, yeah, it was probably like bloodletting and rape and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. It would be funny if it was like, is it Jainism or Bahaism? You know, oh. the like sweeping and making sure you don't kill any bugs. I mean, improbable. Oh God! <laughs> it was like a very pacifistic faith. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're they're doing um, they're doing like fucking yeah, just the, the most peaceful religion. About yeah, them. very friendly. Yeah, it just pleases God. He's like they're not even spilling any blood. Where where is the this God? what am I supposed to do about it? Yeah. All all the blood is going to waste. It's just evaporating. What are they... Yeah, yeah. So we're closing in on the end here, and let's let's finish this off with like the final the final verse that there is. In those days, there were no kings in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Yeah. So. It's funny because it's it's very clearly about the preceding sentence, you know, and I've got a different version, but at that time, the Israelites left that place and went home to the tribes and clans, each to his own inheritance. So it's, and then that, so the last verse seems to be about the previous one, but it's also like very much about the entire book, which is just like, years of back and forth between like piety and miracles and like utter degeneracy and sodom sodomizing sodomy sodomy yeah it's it's a good uh it's a great finishing line no it really is it's beautiful i read that and i was like ah well i mean it's also like when they say uh in those days there was no king i was like wondering like does that does that also might that mean god right if there was no king in israel it's like the fact that he's there only to like gently uh, you know, occasionally do a small miracle or birth a judge to help deliver them. But the fact that they have no consistency there, um, I, I, I don't know. Is it like there's just no, in, in those days, there was no real God presence in Israel? Yeah, yeah. Like, could that, could that, yeah, that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. It does feel kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good word that isn't fever dream, but like it's between two like pretty important. Like, you know, Joshua was key, and then we're about to get to, I don't know if, if Ruth, or I guess it's probably uh, Saul, is probably the book. No, where, it's, uh, I think, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I'm just thinking of when they start having kings, because then, you're, then you're, you're going, like, you're kind of bridging between, like, yeah. this is, oh, Samson is the only, like, famous character from this, you know? Yeah. Which is interesting, because, uh, I mean, like, there's a lot of names that we know now, like Gilead and Gideon and stuff, but. Yeah. So I, mean, I just think Gilead, Gilead comes up. Gilead comes up a lot because that's like uh, a place that gets referenced like all the time. It comes up a lot in Joshua, like I noticed. Yeah, and then, right, right. But uh, so it's just interesting. Like, there's been this back and forth. You end up like pretty much where you started, plus some stories, right? Some fables, essentially, and you've covered whatever it is. I didn't bother with the math, but it's probably like two, three hundred years. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but we're going to get to like the juicy bits again. We finished with Joshua. We're going to get to Saul pretty soon. But in the meantime, like here's what happened you know god wasn't really present the israelites kept fucking up the canaanites yeah. would occasionally beat them they would beat the canaanites back 
you know, lots of rape. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. If Wait. you don't know anything else, you just know there was no king. You know, God wasn't really there. That nobody ruled. Exactly. There was no no cohesion. It's like they were they were in the promised land, but they didn't know what to do with it or couldn't bring themselves to do the right thing there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also what it is, right? There's nobody who was good enough to be a king. All you have is these judges who were like so imperfect or well, like no, there was, were normal uh, guys until they were raised up. There was Abimelech. He was king. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy was bad. I'm mean, yeah, still, I know I yeah. said it already, but him getting hit in the head with a rock and being like, you have to kill me. Nobody yeah. can know that a woman killed me. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, let's we'll put that part in the Bible. Everybody's going to know that a woman killed you. Yeah. His servant just hated him. Very funny. Incredible. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm looking at, uh, I'm just looking at the uh, Abimelech article and it's, uh, uh, talking about um, how each of the names, like Othniel and Deborah, have like um, tree names. So Othniel means olive tree, Deborah means fig tree, Gideon means vine, Elimelech is bramble. Anyway, yeah, so oh, whatever. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't well, matter. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just. I'm just reading. I'm just reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing some research that I should have done uh, before this episode, but. Anyway, anything else to add? I think, that, that uh, I think that's all I got. Perfect. It's so cool that it corresponds. To, uh, the map was really fun. I really liked the map. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, I know where all those places are. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of like is, is funny because it really kind of is. I can't remember like who said this. I feel like it was. Actually, you know what? I don't know. I couldn't even couldn't even tell you. I'm I'm guessing it's probably some like military badass. He's like they've been fighting and dying over that piece of land for the past three hundred years or three thousand years. And they could do it for another three thousand, as he's like in Afghanistan or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, like I really kind of get that impression. Is yeah. that that's, <laughs> that land of Israel? It's just like man, people love to fight and die uh, for <laughs> that particular area. Yeah, there's something in the water. Who knows? Yeah, people get upset there. I mean, really, if uh, you know the, the blood is heavily spilled, if uh, and God loves blood, so it's not surprising. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 he's thirsty. He's the thirsty boy. Mm -hmm. All right, well, uh, thank you, uh, Thomas MySpace, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, do you got anything to plug? Uh, I don't, but I appreciate having me on. <laughs> yeah, no I'll, I'll, I'll have you on again. Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try okay, and do a, a big group episode at some point in time. Get all the. Yeah. Uh, well, the dis, uh, the group chat guys and girls, and we'll all, we'll all talk Bible. It'll be a big, a big old episode. That's yeah, I think that'd be great. I think because uh, Zoom charges for group calls is a problem. I'm almost certainly somebody in that group chat has a corporate Zoom, and we can do it for free. Ooh. I'd be willing to bet. Okay. Okay, well, that's something you investigate. Yeah, anyway. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming by. And uh, to all my Bible Buddy fans and listeners, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the new way I'm signing off. Now.